0: Welcome to episode 6 of the DFB podcast. I am AJ Wolf. I write disneyfoodblog.com and I'm here with my co-host Brad Johnson who is from WDWForGrownUps.com.
1: That is me. I just as a warning to everyone I may not be saying very much during the intro because I have been banned from making any further jokes. <laughs> so, I'm just going to sit here and He hasn't not been
0: banned. A- He's just being dramatic. He's just
1: Shouldn't make fun of my jokes. I work hard on my dog year jokes and,
0: you know. Well, I actually got a few tweets this week about your dog year joke from last week. So people Some are. Some people
1: have good taste. That's right.
0: That's Some right. People don't. That's right. And, and I won't
1: say which ones are which, but I'm we just won't
0: saying. say what what group I, I fall into. I'm just going to
1: say that perhaps if someone's writing a blog about food, that they might want to have good taste, and that's all I'm going to say about that.
0: All right. All right. I agree. I'm I'm with you 100. All
1: All right, then. So let's talk about what we are going to talk about today on the DFB podcast. Sounds we, good. But we're going to got a ton of news. Just a. a
0: we're not even talking about all the news because there's so much news. Yeah, we've got a
1: veritable smorgasbord. Of
0: We're news. going to gloss over some news.
1: That's right. And then after we do some news, we are going to do um, some restaurant reviews. We've had a lot of people ask specifically for restaurant reviews on the the podcast, so we thought we would do a couple today. We are going to talk about some premium steakhouses in both Disney World and Disneyland, more specifically La Cellier and Steakhouse 55. After that, we are going to do some reader questions, then we are going to do some trivia, and then we are going to think about things that we should say to let our co-hosts know how much we love them.
0: That sounds great.
1: That sounds great. So if we're ready, here we go. Here we go. So we have had a positive explosion of Disney food news since we last spoke, AJ. Let's start with the... Disney California Adventure changes that have come through.
0: Yes, Disney California Adventure. If you've been watching any new, any Disney food news or Disney news in general in the past week, um, you know that there are lots of new restaurants that have just opened in Disney California Adventure, as well as some new rides.
1: Cars Land. We're not going
0: to talk to you about the new rides, though. We're just going to talk about the food. <laughs> if you want, if you
1: want rides, you can go to some other podcast. We're here to talk about food.
0: <laughs> That's right. So um, right now, lots of like I said, lots of new restaurants. You can go to Disney Food blog and see all of our reviews and there are more to come as well but um flows v8 cafe has opened in Carsland and uh fillmore's taste Inn is open there as well as the cozy cone motel and you also worry every, all the food is in cones it's very cool because um, that's what
1: everybody feels like is that the one of the big problems in modern society is not enough food in cones
0: that's right you need coned food in modern society. That's right. Uh, huge photo tour, blogs, lots of cool stuff. We've got a bunch of new stuff that has recently opened. Good food options. Of course, that's where the Starbucks is now in the Pfeiffer Fiddler and Practical Cafe or Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical Cafe. We've got to get that straight. And uh, also Claire Bell's Ice Cream where you can make your own um, hand-dipped ice cream bar with... All kinds of stuff on top. You can choose your toppings. Lots of great, um, things to read about over there. And there's a like
1: Girardelli over there as well, isn't there?
0: Girardelli has just opened. I'm sorry. That, that gets lost in the, in the news stream because it's not on either one of those. Uh, it, the Girardelli is over on Pacific Wharf. It's not in, in Carsland or Buena Vista Street. But yeah, Girardelli just opened and it actually has this really cool mural that is an interactive mural. So if you purchase one of the, one of their signature Sundays, they have like Several different Signature Sundays, and if you purchase one, then something happens on the mural. So you've got to, like, go buy them all and see what happens on the mural.
1: Excellent. So then moving on over to Disney World, um, to start off with, I know Hoopty-Doo, I think you were mentioning, has different hours now. Is that right?
0: That's right. So a lot of people will remember that Hoopty-Doo was... Gonna be closed for several months at the end of this year, but um, apparently what they were doing was just changing, kinda of changing the times. So as far as I can tell, it is open in October. And starting October 1st, the times will change to 4pm, 6.15pm, and 8.30pm. So if you wanna eat at Hoop-de-Doo at Fort Wilderness and Walt Disney World, those will, those will be the times you have available to you. That's
1: good news for people who, cause de do is definitely worth seeing.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And then I was reading the food blog the other day, and I saw a drink that I thought was particularly noteworthy over... Was it, was
0: it tipsy? An, it
1: was tipsy, was and it, it was um, foul.
0: Oh, uh, oh, that was a foul joke.
1: It was the tipsy duck. Now, tell us about the tipsy duck, <laughs> The tipsy
0: duck drink probably shouldn't rank as, uh, as as news for us to talk about on the podcast, but it was pretty fun. Um, so it's this... Um, at least it's pretty fun from was the... General idea I got from Aaron, who's our who's our uh, Disney Food for Families columnist, who was the one who tried it down there. But uh, so it's in the Joy of Tea at Epcot in the China Pavilion, and basically it's this drink that you get. Um, they they mix coffee and tea. It's iced coffee and iced tea that they mix together. And then you've got chocolate and uh, Jim Beam in there. Mm. Yeah.
1: And speaking of Epcot, we also have tons of festival news as well for the Epcot Food and Wine Festival.
0: Yes. Epcot Food and Wine Festival news abounds. I was lucky enough to have an interview with Marianne Hunnell, Chef Marianne Hunnell, who's in charge of um, basically everything in the festival. She creates the festival. And um, so we, we chatted with her. We've got a great interview on the blog with lots of new information, including we've got the filet mignon is coming to the canada booth this year
1: which is kind of bittersweet because the the salmon is gone now right which was i think
0: they're replacing the salmon which was pretty good
1: but the filet is good too so filet
0: is great so now you don't even have to go to la salle anymore just go to the food and wine festival booth and you can get everything that you were gonna you can get the the chicken chicken sausage and polenta that cheddar cheese soup that everybody loves and the filet there you go Excellent. Anyway, lots more news though. Go check out the interview. There's one I of noted more that was
1: particularly noteworthy. Was it sounds like there's not going to be any French regional lunches this year? Is that right?
0: That's what I, that's what that's what Chef Hunnell said. Is that there won't be any French regional lunches because Bistro de Paris, which is the restaurant where they're held, is going to be under renovation this uh. fall. And so, um, but she did mention they're going to start doing Italian regional lunches over at the new Tutu Italia. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure that those will be a replacement for the. French regional lunches but they sound pretty good but the French regional lunches or Frenches if you're in the know will be back in uh, 2013.
1: So you can frunch to your heart's content. You delight. can
0: frunch to your heart's content. That's right.
1: righty then. Well that was a good quick rundown of a lot of news. I know there was a lot of other stuff that happened so if you didn't if you haven't already, be sure to go over to DisneyFoodBlog.com and check up on all the Disney Food News.
0: That's right. And when you get over to DisneyFoodBlog.com, you just want to go on the sidebar, click on Pinboard. Disney Food News Pinboard, and you'll see everything going on. Now you on.
1: Pretty good you're born. Stop jumping around, you'll run out of breath. Why don't you sit back and calm yourself? You can carry on now if you must. We'll do what we like, cause that suits us. How do you do? Mighty pleasant greeting, pretty good shows your born. Pretty good
0: shows are born. How do you do? Mighty pleasant greeting. How do you do? Same when you meeting. how do you do? With everyone repeating, pretty good shows your born.
1: Pretty good shows your born. The weather is good. So AJ, are you ready to talk steak?
0: Yes. Yes, I am.
1: I am ready to talk steak too. So if you are a vegetarian, you're probably not going to be very interested in this segment because we are going to talk about two good steakhouses at one at Disney World and one at Disneyland.
0: It's okay. You'll be interested vegetarians because we're talking about some awesome side dishes too.
1: That's true. That's true. And so if you have to if you have to tough it out with your friends who want to go get a steak, there are options for you. These are the places.
0: places that have the best side dishes, anyway.
1: That's true. So we let's start out with La Cellier Steakhouse in Disney World. So I hear
0: everybody wants to eat there.
1: Yes, although you- I've heard a lot of La hate lately, where people say it's going downhill. And I have to say,
0: there are some haters. There,
1: there's some merit to the idea that La is not as good as it used to be. But you can, it's still. An excellent meal, in my opinion. I mean, I think I, a
0: lot of the hate um, comes from the fact that so many people love it, and it's hard to get a reservation. I mean, I,
1: I can I can definitely agree with the people who say it might not be worth the kind of effort and great lengths you yeah, have you to go You kind of have to sell your, your first point right. to get
0: a reservation at La Salle these days. Sometimes, sometimes you can get a walk in, but it's not very common.
1: Yes, so. Starting off, let's say, what do we like about La What do you enjoy about La So
0: I actually now I've been asked several times, "What's your favorite restaurant in Disney World?" Um, or "What's your best meal in Disney World?" And very recently, I had my best meal at La It is it was phenomenal. Um, so what I like about I like the menu, I like the lunch menu and the dinner menu actually. Um, but my favorite item, I'm just like everybody else. I love that um, I love that filet mignon with the uh, when we just talked about on the news. The mushroom filet. The mushroom filet with the, with the mushroom risotto. And
1: you really can't just, first of all, let me tell you, it doesn't matter if you don't like mushrooms, it's yeah. still a good dish. It
0: totally doesn't matter. And it comes with a truffle butter sauce that if you ask them for extra, they'll bring you extra. Just so you know, just FYI.
1: Another thing that people really love there is the cheddar cheese soup. Now I was always sad. I used to really. They used to have the beef with barley soup there that I really enjoyed, and I'm I'm always sad to see that gone. But the cheddar cheese soup is good as well.
0: It's wonderful. Um, other things people love there. They have a great bread. They have a, a great um, free bread thing that comes out at the at yes, their little the meal. they're little
1: what used to like the last couple of times I've gotten in a basket, but what used to yeah. be the breadsticks. In, they used to
0: all be breadsticks. Now a couple. Uh, now several of them are. Uh, Are just little um, bread bulls. Yes. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what you call them.
1: Don't worry about it. There's bread bulls. Bread bulls whatever that
0: is <laughs> at least that's a french word indeed. at least i'm going like canadian with it all
1: but uh, I, I i in particular <laughs> but, the,
0: the, but the, the, the pretzel bread is the still pretzel bread the stick, is the one so that's don't right. worry about that and that's
1: the and that to me is the highlight of the bread experience is the pretzel bread it is
0: to a lot a lot of people and it
1: goes very well with the cheddar cheese soup it, it does
0: indeed it does indeed
1: um another very noteworthy mention there is the uh poutine which all all the canadians are immediately shaking their fist at that's that right it's not it's, it's not, not real there's, poutine. There's Actually, two versions of the poutine at Le Cellier: a lunch version and a dinner version, and neither one is an according to Hoyle uh, poutine. According to all the Canadians that that's right. that shake their fist,
0: that's right, that's right. Real poutine, the folks from Montreal tell me, is uh, is French fries with white cheese curds and gravy. And that the gravy is supposed to be hot so that it melts the cheese curds. That's how it's supposed to work. But it's like it's like bar food up there. It's not. Um, it's not like super hoity-toity restaurant food. And of
1: the two poutines, the lunch poutine is much closer to the. Yeah, to even the, though it
0: has it, yellow cheese curds. I mean, That that's, that's to me.
1: Is the primary thing that they seem to have issue with yeah. is the is the color of the cheese, and they say that they can't get. Um, the the story according to the servers is that they can't get. Good. They Somehow can't it's the,
0: against the law to ship that. I, I've heard different stories that, that, though, or that they can't get it there something. quickly,
1: or whatever. Or like,
0: yeah, or that it's you can't ship it because it but, goes bad or something.
1: But now, interestingly, the dinner poutine is less like legit poutine, but is in many ways superior because it's just a really interesting dish. It's it's very compelling, I think.
0: Yeah, and just I mean I, I describe poutine a little bit. This is a, this is a side dish. This is considered a side dish. It's also an appetizer at at La Saliere, but yeah, the dinner poutine is very different from the lunch poutine. So um you need to try them both. It's
1: it's not so thick of fries, and it is served with instead of uh, the gravy is more of like a a red wine sauce, a reduction, is yeah. A, a, yeah. and and then the cheese is just kind of like
0: it's a black diamond cheddar, and it's, it's sprinkled fantastic.
1: on there, yeah. and, and it's, it's really, really good, good but it's not really good. It, it's it's more of like a take on poutine. Yeah. than a legitimate thing. Another... Uh you know, another good appetizer there is the, uh, Chipotle chicken sausage. Mm-hmm. The, that, that stuff is, is really tasty. And that's, that's something they have at the food and wine festival booth still. I believe that's they'll right. still have that again this year. And that's, yep. a, that's a great thing to get if you're at the food and wine festival booth. If you can't get a reservation at La Salle, mm-hmm. I highly recommend that one and as well. And that's
0: served with a sweet corn polenta as well, which is a, is a fun mix of textures and flavors. But I just want to jump in here really quick. Um, this is our first restaurant review. So what we didn't do at the beginning here was tell you a little bit about La Salle as a restaurant, which we, which so you might be wondering what the heck are they talking about? So just really quickly, La is an Epcot. It is in the Canada pavilion, as you've probably gleaned, as we were talking about Canada. And it, it, the reason why it's so hard to get a reservation is because the food is really good, but also it has very few seats in it. Um, it's, it's, Basically set up like a cellar, like a wine cellar, thus the name, La Cellier. And, uh, and it does not have a lot of seats, and it's a very cozy place to, to sit and chow down. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the story on La Cellier. But it is a very, very, very popular restaurant in Disney World right now, and you basically have to get your reservation six months out in order to go.
1: And so another um, thing to consider about La Cellier is what things don't we like? Well, obviously we don't like the wait. I'll Mm. also say that one of the, one of the, I I actually used to, there used to be more things on the menu that I liked Mm -hmm. than there are now. Like now it's pretty much like cheddar cheese soup. Poutine, mm-hmm. chicken, Chipotle, chicken, they, the the uh, Chipotle chicken sausage thing was was added, and that was a big step up. But other than that, they've just been taking away things that I liked and replacing them with things that I. So
0: now, you, are you talking about the lunch menu here or the dinner menu, Brad? Because they are both. they are different. Let's let's talk really quickly about
1: the differences. Between the lunch the menu
0: is a lower cost menu. If you're on the Disney Dining Plan, it's a one credit. The dinner menu is a higher cost menu. If you're on the Disney Dining Plan, it's a two credit, so you're gonna pay to go to dinner. You're gonna pay more to go to dinner there than you are to go to lunch. And at
1: lunch, you can still get the burger, right? You can still.
0: I uh, believe you can still get the burger, which I'm is not a very 100% good burger sure I need by Need to the look way. at that. Yeah, the burger's great if you, if it's on the if it's on the menu. They switch the menu around um, seasonally. I believe it's twice a year for lunch and four times a year for dinner.
1: Um. Another drag about that—I that, not drag, but another less than perfect component of Cellier is for me the desserts there are like the maple creme brulee. The desserts
0: have gone downhill.
1: The the maple creme brulee is very good. Yeah, but I'm not a huge creme brulee fan, and if you don't like that, there's really not you know the the chocolate mousse is fun. It's a little like.
0: Yeah, that's not even still on it's not technically on the menu but they will still make it. I b- I believe. I mean it's I believe it's not still technically on the menu, but that's a that's actually a kids dessert, which is a a mousse made out of chocolate mousse that uh that is actually looks like a moose on your plate. Um but
1: <laughs> it, Anyway, it it I mean I think that overall no, the
0: der- the desserts I think have gone downhill. I used to be able one of my favorite things to get there was a um was kind of like an apple crumble. They used to do a lot of crumbles yeah, there, yeah. Um, which were served in skillets and huge portions. And now they're they're down to the standard Disney kind of pre made little tiny dessert, which um, usually doesn't have a lot of taste. But so. that does
1: bring before we before we move on to 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 steakhouse fifty five. That does bring up one more thing that I think we both like. There, I enjoy the beer selection there. They've got uh-huh. a lot of they've yep. got a they've got a flight there that's, that you where you can try a bunch of different now. The Demand is, is a really good beer that I always enjoy. So right, it's, you, mostly
0: Cana- it's, all, it's, it's all Canadian beers. You yeah. get Moosehead there on tap, which is one of the only places you can get Moosehead on tap uh, in the States.
1: Or so they claim, anyway. Right. <laughs> and I know that there's a drink that you enjoy as well, ice wine.
0: Yes, they do have ice wine there. Well, We should do a whole show on ice wine because I love ice wine. You guys are not surprised. But, uh, yeah, they do have, they do have Canadian. Uh, they have ice wine from uh, Niagara, I believe, there.
1: So, in summary, um, I would say that Le Cellier is, is a pretty safe bet. You'll probably have a good time if you go there. Yep. But you'll probably have a a rough time getting there. And if you're, and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't tear your hair out. And I mean, I wouldn't like, Decide it's not worth going to Disney World just because you can't get a reservation at Le Cellier. It's great. You'll have a good time. But yep. there's lots of other places that you can go to. And I can understand why the haters are getting frustrated with how hard it is to get a reservation yeah. at, at Le Cellier.
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful restaurant. I still really, really like it. Um, but right, as Brad said, if you can't get a reservation no worries go over to Yachtsman Steakhouse or go to go to uh Yachtsman Steakhouse over in um, Yacht Club Resort or head over to Shula's Steakhouse in the Dolphin Resort both are within walking distance and there's
1: an excellent steak at the Flying Fish as well good steak is, at
0: the Flying Fish as well all three restaurants within within walking distance excellent restaurants
1: so now let's head on over to Disneyland and Disneyland. talk about the steakhouse over there which is Steakhouse 55
0: I love Steakhouse fifty
1: five. I love Steakhouse Fifty Five too. I think it's
0: a dark horse winner of the restaurant battle in Disneyland.
1: It's because it's good but and it's it much like other the other things that are great about Disneyland, is part of what's so appealing about it is that it has cool history. Like you just go in there and you feel like it wouldn't survive at Disney World, but it's great in Disneyland.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The history is very strong. The history is strong with this one. (laughs) (laughs) That was a Star Wars reference. Um, So, you know, the history is very strong there. You walk in, there's a great lounge. This is in the Disneyland Hotel in the Disneyland Resort, actually. And um, you walk in, there's a great lounge, very chill. And then you walk into the restaurant and there's um, basically a very um, relaxed atmosphere um, but you've got these big photographs on the, these big blown up black and white photographs on the wall of of actors and you've got big pictures of walt disney and it's just fantastic it's a it's a good feel for and a the, and the
1: seating is every bit the classic steakhouse, the big leather booths and stuff like that
0: yeah it's it's absolutely gorgeous in there it's absolutely gorgeous in there so but um But that particular restaurant, the reason why I say it's a dark horse is because a lot of people think Napa Rose. They think of Napa Rose and the Grand Californian as the restaurant to go to when you're in Disneyland, which it is. It's a fantastic restaurant. But that's kind of the flashy sister. And then Steakhouse 55 is the more glamorous, kind of um, understated, elegant sister. It's the
1: more Bradley-y it's, of the restaurant, it's
0: Bradley-esque.
1: It's not all frou frou. It's more of a workhorse kind of place,
0: <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know if workhorse is the word. Anyway, I enough about, enough about right atmosphere. Let's talk about food.
1: So the steak there, I would say the steaks there are every bit as good as any steak. And that you, you know, there's several good steakhouses in Disney World, and I think the Steakhouse Fifty Five, yeah. every bit as good
0: for sure, for um, sure. And the food there, I think, is pretty simple. Yeah. In terms of what you're going to get, I mean, they're not going to dress up your plate. You're not going to have frou frou things. Which I always like,
1: think is a good sign in a steakhouse because I feel like if they're throwing lots of sauces and all kinds of stuff at you, then that's usually meant because their food doesn't stand on its own. Whereas Steakhouse Fifty Five is pretty much straight ahead. Here's your steak. We did it well. You'll right. enjoy it.
0: And they do have fantastic sides as well. Something that um, that we love. That I know if if you guys read the blog, you've you've read uh, you've read um, Heather's dining in Disneyland. Colin Heather absolutely loves the. Um, The onion soup there, which is served really interesting. They serve it to you with the, with the onions and everything in your, in your bowl and then they pour the soup over it or. Something's in the bowl. I can't remember what was in the bowl exactly.
1: It's prepared in some way at your table, but we can't <laughs> it's remember. It's poured exactly. at your
0: table. It's very cool, but it's absolutely delicious. Um, and like I said, you've got, you've got some great steaks there. Um, the filet is wonderful. The ribeye is fantastic. Um, they've got a fantastic wine selection. Oh, the the wine selection is great.
1: And crazy, I'm not a huge, I'm not good about eating my vegetables, but when I was there the last time, we had some wax beans that were just, delicious they were just great i, I would never have oh, thought wow. I, I would never have thought I could be that positive about beans and you know like <laughs> they were really they were really good yum
0: so, beans, yeah, there you go, see. I knew there would be something for vegetarians.
1: That's now, and, I, and I, I'm going to suspect that it wouldn't work for vegans because I suspect there was a, a healthy dose of butter in there. Had a but, lot of butter on but there. I, were, I uh, imagine
0: so too. But
1: they were very good. So yeah, I mean, I, I could seriously, you know, give me that and some rice, and that wouldn't have been a bad meal. Absolutely,
0: overall. no, I think that's true. Um, so another thing that you is a must try here at Steakhouse 55 is the 24. Layer chocolate cake,
1: and now have you tried the twenty-four layer chocolate cake?
0: I have not tried it yet, and And it is killing me.
1: A must try. Don't tell
0: anybody, you guys. Don't tell anybody I haven't had it because it totally ruins my credibility.
1: So someone's telling you they must try something that they haven't tried
0: i i haven't had the opportunity to try it the times that i've been there i haven't gotten it but i have to try it so it is a must try for me and it's a must try for you just another
1: uh just another quick thing to mention there is that we i recently attended an event that was in the oak room the little private room that they have at the back of mm-hmm. there and that's a great place to have an event if you it's swanky it, yeah it was really cool sounds swanky Cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's just another thing to consider. Is if you're thinking about holding an event, that's a really that's a nice. If you want a nice quiet place where you can actually hear your compatriots talk for dinner and stuff like that, that's a really. And, and which is another nice thing about the, the the main dining room as well is it's not you know, yeah. crazy Disney atmosphere where you know. Like, no,
0: it's very understated. Yeah. And if you are going to get a little wild and crazy, rent the oak room so that you don't bother your fellow com- dining companions.
1: In the you, room. I'll still bother my fellow dining companions, but, you know.
0: That's true. That's true. But, yeah, that's a great restaurant. Very, very much um, worth going to. And then if any of you have, are going and eating the 24-layer 24, the 24 chocolate cake, you can write to me and make fun of me that I haven't had it yet. And
1: just another, yet another thing that's, that's popping into my head is that I believe, I've never had it, but I believe that Steakhouse 55 is well-known for its brunch as well.
0: Oh, that's a very good point. Steakhouse fifty five does have a brunch, a fabulous brunch. Um, that uh everybody who's ever been there loves it. I haven't tried it yet, but everybody who's ever been there absolutely adores it.
1: So given that you haven't been there, you consider it a must have.
0: <laughs> You're starting to pick up on my <laughs> on my vibe here, Bradley.
1: All right then. <laughs>
0: You're ruining my credibility piece by piece. You're just tearing me down. That's why I signed up for Uh, this podcast. I promise you guys, I have eaten almost everything in Disney parks. I promise. I promise. And
1: what she hasn't had is a (laughs) must-have.
0: It's a must-have for me because I have to have everything.
1: <laughs> so that's our rundown of steakhouses in Disney World and Disneyland, or at least two of them. And those are our quick reviews. Let us know if you have anything. This is our first review, as AJ said, and we've had a lot of people asking for reviews, but we hadn't really thought about exactly how to do them. So if you have any feedback on how we should do future restaurant reviews, things you'd like to know, or anything like that, just let us know and we will try and incorporate it into our next one.
0: I'm so ashamed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what my favorite kind of questions are?
0: No, Bradley. What are your favorite kind of questions? Listener
1: questions.
0: Oh, I could never have guessed that. So
1: let's do some, shall we?
0: Yeah, let's answer some of those. Let's start out with
1: one from Aaron M., who would like to know, can you see Disney parades from any of the restaurants?
0: Are we talking Disney World or Disneyland?
1: Disney World, I'm going to say.
0: Okay, yeah, you can. You can see parades from some restaurants.
1: In fact, I'd like to jump in here and mention one of my favorite places to watch a parade from a restaurant, which is the upstairs at Yak and Yeti, where not only is it a cool place to sit just for fun, but you also have a really interesting view of, I believe it's Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade.
0: Yeah. Now Yak and Yeti is in the animal kingdom. If you're, if you don't know where that is and it's in the Asia section of the animal kingdom, it's a table service restaurant. If you get there, you need to ask people you need to ask to sit upstairs in um, the area near the windows to actually see the parade from there. You can't see the parade from the ins- from the tables that aren't near the windows. And that's probably
1: the case in all of these is that you're going to have to ask for specific seating to be able to yep. to see the parade. So um, what's another one from the, – the, what else you got? ADR? So
0: another table service restaurant where you can see a parade is at Tony's Town Square in the Magic Kingdom. And that that um, particular restaurant, you're going to want to ask for a patio seat.
1: Which are highly competitive.
0: Very competitive. Get there early. Get there before your ADR, your dining reservation, and say you will wait for a patio table.
1: As long as necessary.
0: Yeah. So know what times the parades are happening when you go. Know what times that you know you can see the the afternoon parade and the evening parade. Make sure make sure you have your your reservation scheduled for the right time. Another good one, um, if you don't want to actually make a reservation, is Casey's Corner over in the Magic Kingdom as well. You can. Uh, that one's
1: counter service.
0: That is counter service, and you, there's a bunch of outdoor tables. Um, again, they're pretty competitive tables, especially if you're there in the height of summer, but. Uh, you know, you can, you can uh, plan your visit accordingly and wait for a table to open up. Excellent. Yeah.
1: So our next question is from Emily J, who says she can't decide between Tuto Italia and Casino. Which should she choose?
0: Well, this is a tough one because those are both great restaurants. Tuto Italia just reopened with a, with a new menu. Um, so it's a little bit different from what you may have had before there now. Um so you know of course the basic answer is if you like Italian food go to Tutto Italia if you like Greek food go to Cucina.
1: That's the kind of expertise that AJ brings to the table.
0: Also also if you uh, if you have a park ticket <laughs> you can go to Tutto Italia but if you don't have a park ticket you can go to Cucina. Um but they're very um I think I think they're both high quality restaurants, they're both good food. Personally, I would probably pick Tuto Italia because I'm a bigger fan of the Italian food than the than the food at Cusina. But if you like um, different food, stuff that you m- maybe wouldn't normally get at your in your hometown or, or at Disney World, Cusina has some really interesting dishes. Greek food, really fun stuff. But I'd be
1: anxious to try Tuto because they have the the new menu, and then yeah. they also have Tutto Gusto outside. Which right, Tuto
0: cool. Gusto is a new wine bar next door, which is a good place to uh, start or end your meal at Tuto Italia.
1: Finally we've got a question from John W who would like to know where would you recommend for a first date if you're trying not to be an overly romantic you're just trying to kind of have a nice chill first date which what, what what kind of restaurants would you recommend for that
0: hmm that's a that's a really good question um
1: here's i'll tell you some that I like since you didn't ask. Yeah. Uh Raglan Road, I think that's a fun, you know, especially if you go there when the music's live and stuff like that. You yeah, gotta, Raglan a fun Road is a fun one. Yeah. Environment. Because um, I
0: think now, Brad, let's let's think about this for a, for a first date restaurant. You want to be able to talk. You don't want a whole lot of noise, or you don't. By wanna... that criteria,
1: Raglan Road is not a very good pick.
0: Well, it's not it's not that noisy, and you do have a little show, so that I think it is a good pick. I think it is a good pick, but you don't want to go someplace like you know T Rex. Definitely not. <laughs> or something like that. So another one that I think is good in downtown Disney would be something like Portobello would be a good restaurant. Um, let's see. Where else would we go?: Let's
1: go to Epcot. Ooh! And in Epcot, I would like to recommend Via Napoli, which I think is just awesome to begin with, and is a is a good first date kind of vibe. You
0: can share a pizza; that's kind of fun.
1: Yes, I yeah. agree.
0: Um, also, in Italy, Tutto Italia is a good one for a first date. It may be a little more um, fancy, but it's certainly not you know overly fancy. You're still in a the theme park. Plus,
1: I, I, I feel like Epcot is the most subtly romantic of all the parks.
0: Okay, all right, I'm I'm there with you. I'm there with you.
1: I was expecting a laugh from that, but again, my jokes are just falling flat, so.
0: <laughs> so, another good one in Epcot, I think, is, um, over in Mexico. Hacienda de San Angel is, um, is a good one. It's a beautiful view. If you want to stay and watch the fireworks, you can do that from there as well, and that's kind of fun for a first date. Might, might get a little too romantic, but I think that's fun. Also, they have, they have dishes you can share, so that's kind of fun too. Any place else you can think of that you'd like? Um,
1: I mean, th- there's some, you know, I think, like, Il Molino in the Swan is a pretty good – it's a nice – it's a, It's an yeah. enjoyable restaurant. You'll have a good time. That's good. It's a good pl- – you can probably talk while you're there yep. and stuff like that. Not and too
0: if, overly Disney-themed. And if you're
1: okay going off-site, then I would do uh, La Luce at the Hilton, mm. which is, which good, is very, great very similar, but just, honestly, really good food.
0: Fantastic food. I would also suggest Sana'a. Sana'a oh, is a good a one. one. It's always good food. Usually a relaxed atmosphere. If you go for the, lunch, you that's can, in
1: uh, Kidani Village and you know,
0: yeah, Kingdom Animal Kingdom Lodge. Lodge. Right. If you go for lunch, you can see all the animals outside, which is kind of fun. So that's a that's a good idea too. Lots Assu- of good places,
1: assuming that giraffes aren't too overly romantic. For that's you. right.
0: That's right. Lots of good places, though. There you go.
1: There you go. So those are our suggestions for overly romantic. Or not overly romantic restaurants. First and date restaurants. These, yeah, that's. <laughs> I did, he didn't write in asking specifically for not overly romantic restaurants. No. Anyway. So,
0: <laughs> but I, you know, when you go on a first date, you don't want to like.
1: You do not want smack
0: wanna, somebody over the head. You with don't take him to
1: Gico on a first date. Probably. No, don't take him to Gico. All right, then. So those are our reader questions for this week.
0: Yeah. Thanks for And also, send in your reader questions. That's right. Um, and you'll <laughs> notice
1: that they were all Disney World questions because you Disneyland guys are not sending us Disneyland questions. So Disneylanders. Those
0: of you headed to Disneyland for the first time, send us your questions. But we'll take Disney World questions, too. We want Disney
1: World questions, too. But we so Yep. And send and, them
0: over to podcast at DisneyFoodBlog.com.
1: And put podcast in the title of the email, in yep. the subject line of the email. Now it's time for some DFB podcast trivia. Trivia
0: time!
1: Trivia time!
0: Trivia time! Trivia time!
1: <laughs> so, AJ, <laughs> yes,
0: what was our question
1: last week?
0: Our question last week, and this is probably not how it was phrased, but there is a bread dish on the menu at Disneyland's Bengal Barbecue, and we wanted to know what the name of it was.
1: And their answer was.
0: Tiger Tail. Not Tigger Tails. Not Tigger Tails. Tiger Tails.
1: And our winner was Gabriella B.
0: Congratulations, Gabriella.
1: So we will be sending you an email so that you can take your pick of a DFB guide. DFB guide. And what is this week's trivia question, AJ?
0: So this week's trivia question, we're going back to Disney World, because you know we alternate. This week's trivia question is. What specialty drink is served hot? In Epcot, Germany, during the holiday season.
1: And only during the holiday season.
0: Only during the holiday season. It's the only time you can get it.
1: So if you think you know the answer, send your answer to trivia at disneyfoodblog.com with the word trivia in the subject line.
0: Yes. and And you can win...
1: A free DFB guide of your choosing.
0: Of your choosing. Now, if you're interested in... If you say, to heck with trivia, I want a DFB guide...
1: Then you should totally go buy one at dfbstore.com. That's
0: right. Just go over to dfbstore.com. You have your choice of um, four DFB Disney food blog guides. Until to- such time
1: as you get us out a guide to the 2012 Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Right,
0: which will be coming soon. So then we will have five. But there's lots of books to choose from over at dfbstore.com.
1: And they're all great. You won't regret your purchase. So head on over there. Yeah. Yeah. So that will do it for episode number six of the DFB podcast.
0: Hooray. Thanks for listening. We
1: appreciate our listeners very much, and we hope that you appreciate us. If you think we do a good job, be sure to head over to the iTunes and let us know with a review. If you don't appreciate us, then that's okay. We understand.
0: We understand.
1: But uh, also, if you (laughs) want to leave us a comment, you can go over to DFBpodcast.com. Leave us a comment. We also are on Stitcher now. Ooh and techie. Yeah. And also be sure and send us questions, comments, whatever to podcast at DisneyFoodblog dot com.
0: Yeah, we can't wait to hear from you and thank you so much for listening. Thanks, we love everyone. doing this.